Welcome to the Georgia Fence Post Podcast, where we aim to tell interesting stories about our guardsmen and flatten communication. I'm your host, Staff Sergeant Rydell Tomas. Today we have the chance to sit with Staff Sergeant Dylan Nelson, a volunteer cadaver dog handler with the Georgia Emergency Management Agency, and an aircraft maintainer with the 116th Air Control Wing. Let's get right into it. So, uh, I was born in Tampa, Florida. Um, grew up in the military. Both my parents were in the military. Uh, so I kind of was drawn to it from an early age. Uh, so I kind of knew that I was going going to go into the military. So I started uh, college and figured out ah, I didn't want to go, you know, didn't know what to do. So I enlisted um, and I was stationed in Montana. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah, it, you say that, but <laughs> yeah, so a station in Montana, it, it was a great state, uh, good assignment. The um, work was hard though. So once I, I ended up palace chasing into the guard. Palace chasing, what does that mean? So basically it's like a incentive thing where you can voluntarily separate early. Right. Um, and what you have left on your active duty enlistment, you double it for the guard. You double it? Yep. So if you get out from active duty with two years left, you would have four years in the guard. Correct. Okay, I had never heard of that before. Yep, so I palace chased, uh, and I had three years left on my active duty enlistment, so I had six for the guard when I came over to the guard. Which is basically what most most enlistment, um, the, the time frame for an enlistment is now. So, of course, you have the six years with the two-year in active reserve yep. right after. So right. yeah, so, um, so I did that, and then once I got here, uh, the hours were different, you know, actually had access to a bathroom. Right. And so so it was a, it definitely a culture shock coming from what I did in Montana to coming to the maintenance squadron here. Um, so I had, for lack of better terms, idle hands. Right. So I kind of wanted to use my spare time, you know, to do something, you know, and try to, you know, at least keep myself busy and then also do something, you know, that gives back. And that's, that's what I did is I ended up signing up for the search and rescue program through the state. Growing up, I didn't have, I had little, little dogs. Right. I had a couple little Boston Terriers. And yeah, it was <laughs> definitely a, a culture shock getting, getting the dog that I yeah, have now. Imagine taking one of those to a, like a search and rescue mission, like a yeah. much smaller dog. <laughs> but, um, all right. So you, you get to, you know, the program you decide to go canine, like the canine route. So can you tell me a little bit more about it? Yeah. So, uh, a lot of work. More work than I, what I was anticipating. Um, so it's a lot of training and learning how to train the dogs and then train yourself. And, right. And so, yeah, so while you're training the dog, you're also training yourself to be a good handler and trainer, but also in search and rescue as well. So, because search, like my rescue special certification only got me in the door. Right. You got to keep, keep it going from there. Yeah, so... I was able to do mission manager courses and and rescue tech courses and stuff like that, which I have those certifications. So, uh, and that's just for me. So you opened the door for an entire new world, basically, and you were starting from ground zero. Ground zero, yep. So I got uh, my dog Jacoby at eight weeks old, and from there, you have to do. It's very strict as far as timelines and, and milestones for their training. So you have to be up to a certain speed uh, when it comes to when they hit a certain age and if not you know they, they do like retraining right they can they can get you in you can get with some people some different trainers and and uh, hey say hey these are my shortfalls 
you know, how do I pick it up to where we can meet the milestones where we need to be. And uh, a lot of dogs, they wash out. They, they just can't hang. And right. Luckily, Jacoby, was, he was a rock star with it. That's awesome. Uh, what, what kind of dog is he? He's a Belgian Malinois. Okay, so it's high energy, yeah, I'm imagining. Really high energy. Um, requires a lot of attention. <laughs> is he social? Like with other dogs or with other people? Yeah, so he, he's able to, to work with other dogs on a team and, and stuff like that. Um, we don't try to, we try to separate the dogs as much as possible. Right. Um, we try to train our dogs to, to have that mentality of, of they're the man. They're the, they're the, you know. The rock star, as you yeah, just said. they're the pro athlete. Yeah, so... So when they get around other A-type mentality dogs, it sometimes doesn't go well. So we, we try to mitigate, mitigate, that, okay. yeah, mitigate that in a way. So he's not the most social dog right? Uh, just because he's really driven as far as what he does. But as far as having a team out in the field, he's he'll eat it up. Right. But is he affectionate towards you? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Uh, so I have my dog, I have just a regular dog. I have a pit bull who's you know extremely affectionate, but... That type of training, you know, the, I'm assuming that like, those those types of dogs are selected for a reason. Like those are probably like German Shepherds, or that's what I that's what I see. I don't know anything about it, but yeah. So search and rescue is a, a little different uh, when it comes to the selection right. of, of the dog. Um, we look for more of a, a dog that has the stamina to to be able to go all day long. Um, our dogs are not bite dogs. They're not fighting people. So we don't look for size or strength or anything like that. We just look for a dog that's got the drive and the, and the attention to be able to focus on a job for hours on end. What does he look like? So compared to and what most people think is police dogs, right? So your normal police Malinois is anywhere from 65, 70 pounds right, right. in that area. He's right around 55 pounds. So he's a, he's a little guy. So with that, like some of some of the missions that you do, could you explain like what exactly is your your mission set or you and Jacoby's mission set? Jacoby is nationally certified through two different agencies uh, for cadaver detection. So what we do is we're in the recovery side of search and rescue. Okay. Um, so basically, when all the rescue efforts have been exhausted. Uh, and there's still people that are missing, that's when we go in and we'll stay there until everybody's found. Sounds like a tedious job. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes can be. Mm. I'm assuming that a lot of repetition or just a lot of training goes into Jacoby and you doing the job really well. Yep, yeah, so it starts uh, from day one. As soon as we get them home at eight weeks, we start what's called imprinting. Mm -hmm. um, so basically that's exposing them to the odor that we want them to find. Right. Um, so for in his case, it, it's human decay. Um, so he, anytime he ate, which as puppies, puppies are really food motivated. Right. Uh, that's like their favorite time of day. Um, so they basically what we did is anytime he ate, he was sitting next or we had a little jar of cadaver sitting next to him um, during his like meal. So. When he's eating, he's associating that smell with something good, which is his food. So it, it excites him. So every time now he smells it, he's he gets excited. So Jacoby's assigned to uh, Region 22, which is uh, Alabama, I think a little part of Mississippi, but I think it's Alabama, um, Tennessee, and Georgia. Okay. Yeah. So you. So that's more of our area of responsibility. Mm -hmm. um, 
so that's typically where we hang out and do our all of our missions at um we can go outside of that but um hopefully this winter we can we can get the training but like for here it would make sense for us to to have like the winter training yeah to have like avalanche training or anything right. like that so uh, would it be cool to kind of expose him to that sure but I would never it wouldn't be practical here in this in this region so. because we rarely or we seldom get that, exactly, that type of yeah, weather so. <laughs> I think we're going to get an avalanche in, in Georgia yeah so those dogs will be all kind of spread out they, they'll have their specialties um, whereas Jacoby he's his specialty is wilderness right um, yep so he does the wilderness stuff and then we do the urban stuff as well so what do you prefer uh, I honestly, it depends on, depends on the time of year. Um, wilderness is really fun. Uh, I say that until I'm in <laughs> bushwhacking right. 300 yards, you know, and, and covered in ticks. That was my main concern. Yeah. And, and it's a hundred plus degrees out. Yeah. So I, that, that stuff is fun. Um, we've done a lot of like, um, stuff up in North Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh, so We've actually done the rappelling training at Mount Yana, where the Army Rangers train. Hey, Yana, oh, Yana Mountain, like yep. near Habersham, right? Yeah, it's in, right near Helen. Right. Yep, so we've been up there, done rappelling with him. Um, so that stuff is fun. That type of wilderness is right. fun. Um, Given the weather, you know. Yeah. And, so urban, I'm assuming fall. Urban search and rescue, uh, it is, uh, it's a different animal. Uh, it's fun to train at first, mm-hmm. but then as you do it over the years, it's, it almost seems like it's the same thing over and over and over again. But, I mean, it, I understand why we do it, and, you know, so it's a, it's a good skill set to have. That way, if anything happens, like what happened down in Miami, um, where the Surfside condominium collapsed. Right. Um, that was, it was, we were in Wisconsin just days before that happened, working a pancake collapse, which is what it was. But, and I'm sure all of the training just pays off, you know, when you get into the real world situation, because I've, I've heard that if you, if you are training for something, like the training should be much harder than the actual, the reality. Yep. Would you say it's the same or would you say it's easier? So that's a, that's a tough question to answer, uh, just because there hasn't been a single search that I've been on that's been the same. Right. Every time I go on something, it's something different. We get an- anatomical donations. So, like... Anatomical donations? Yeah, so body parts. Okay. Yeah, so for the dogs, we can't we can't use anything fake. Right. Because in the real world, they're not finding stuff that's fake. So anything that we train Jacoby on is real. Um, so it's anywhere from uh, pieces of limbs or, you know, bones to I have... Uh, I go to a nurse and she'll draw my blood and then we just put the blood in a little safe containers um and he'll hit on the blood wow so you guys are literally tied like that's pretty cool yeah so but human decomp all smells the same um to a dog uh so but yeah that's what i was saying is like so we were able to expose them so the orthopedic surgeon i think he's up in atlanta he uh there was a guy that got into a motorcycle accident yeah. and pinned himself up underneath a guardrail, and they were like, "We gotta take your, take your ankle and your foot because we can't put it back together. It's mangled." So they were like, "You can donate it to these guys, and this is what they're gonna use it for, or we can just toss it." And he was like, "Heck yeah, donate it!" And so yeah, they were, we had a whole foot in a rubble pile, and they were able to kind of 
go in and recover those remains. Right. So, yeah, it, it made the training for them real. Uh, and we got really good feedback from their higher leadership and stuff like that, saying that that was, you know, something that they can't, they can't, you know, duplicate. You, know, you can't replicate that, right. Yeah, so, but yeah, it, and it's good to, to show them too, like, hey, you guys get exposure to that while, you know, also seeing what a dog can do. Make sure you follow the Georgia Fence Post podcast on your most popular streaming platforms. New episodes will be posted every first Friday of the month. Take care.